Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Elijah Fire. Happy Thursday. This is Elijah Fire episode 122. I'm excited about today's guests. I'm excited about every guest, but you know, I'm excited about today. It's going to be great. Many of you know that we are uh, taking people's donations and we're obviously making sure that this thing stays afloat five days a week and that we keep it free and accessible to you as on as many platforms as we can manage. Um, but one of the things that Steve Schultz, the founder of the Elijah List and host of Elijah Streams, has been doing is taking donations and putting them towards wells in Uganda. We partner with a great ministry called Show Mercy. However, we're also doing some other very exciting things regarding fresh, clean water, including here in the United States. So I'm going to play a video and that's going to show you a little bit of what else we are doing with those donations. There's been a water crisis here in this city. has been on a water boil notice. Not six months straight, but it's come and it's gone. I think the water boxes would be great uh, for people to come by to receive clean, purified water. And we want to thank everyone uh, for being here and uh, donating this, this uh, equipment to us to be used to give water to, to the people here in Jackson. Guys, isn't that legit? Like even has like the Elijah Streams logo. Some of you might've been going, why isn't there an Elijah Fire logo? Well, it's because Elijah Streams is the parent show of Elijah Fire. This is sponsored by Elijah Fire or Elijah Streams is put on by Elijah Streams. That's what it says. Elijah Streams presents uh, in the intro. So uh, really, really cool, you guys. Um, and we've got a lot of the really, really cool stuff even happening here in America. We're going to be doing, begin doing some stuff with First Nations people and reservations there. Uh, there are a lot of reservations that don't have even running water. And so really trying to work with those uh, individuals as well. It, just amazing stuff, you guys. So just know that when you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, that this is the type of stuff that some of your money is going to, in addition to making sure that we can keep this show running five days a week. I know a lot of you guys are loving the five days a week thing. We love it. It's exciting. It's awesome. So we want to keep that going. So thank you so much for your donations. Uh, one more thing. Uh, yesterday we had, we're doing a series on dreams and dream interpretation. We've been having Cindy McGill on and it's just been absolutely amazing. Um, we just did part three of four. Part four is going to be a live dream interpretation session. Uh, but uh, we can't have anarchy and just have people just like pulling people in left and right. We have to have some semblance of structure. And so I'm going to walk you guys through if you missed yesterday and you're really wanting uh, to have a dream interpreted um, and you've just, the, especially if you had a dream that's just been kind of sticking with you or if you had a repeat dream over the course of many years, you just can't quite crack. This could be a great opportunity for you. So here, I'm going to walk you through. Okay, so live dream interpretations on Wednesday. November 2nd. That is going to be next, this upcoming Wednesday. I cannot believe that it's almost November. This is crazy town. All right. So step one, obviously you're going to write us at contact at ElijahFire.com. Step two um, or point two, it needs to be one to two, a one to two minute video of your dream. We can't have 
text. We're going to be getting a lot of these and it's all me. Uh, and I have to juggle this in between all my other responsibilities. So a video, one to two minute video is best. Uh, so thank you in advance for loving me. Thank you. Uh, and then if you are selected, you will be invited onto Elijah Fire Live to have your dream interpretation uh, interpreted live by Cindy McGill. So that's 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 pretty, that's a slam dunk. That's awesome. And then the deadline for submissions is going to be Sunday by the end of the day slash Monday. So it's 1030. Um, yes, because like I said, we're getting, we're going to be getting a lot of submissions. So I just need to have a cutoff. So I don't have like dreams coming in the second before we go live. So, and then, uh, you will be contacted no later than the day of the show. Like I said, I'm going to be filtering through a lot of these. Um, and so it's going to take me a second to kind of select them and then notify you. So if, if it comes to Wednesday and you're like, where's my link? Um, either you, unfortunately yours wasn't selected. So if I get 200, I can't unfortunately do 200 dream interpretations. There's just not enough time in one day. Hopefully it's something we can do more in the future. Um, so I do apologize if yours doesn't get selected, but you will be contacted no later than Wednesday, November 2nd. Um, so there you go. You can screenshot this just in case you forget or come back to this video at like nine minutes in and you've got all the details right there. So looking forward to, we've already gotten some submissions, looking forward to seeing more. Um, and then also hopefully yours gets selected. You get on to Elijah fire and I get to kind of meet you face to face. That's kind of cool to match faces to names. I see in the live chat, stuff like that. So submit those no later than Sunday this upcoming Sunday, 1030. And that's it. So without any further ado, my guest today, guys, I, I'm always stoked when she comes on. I'm just a huge admirer of what her and her husband Parker are doing. Uh, the revivalist missionary. She's also an author. She's the director of Saturate Global. Let's give it up for my guest today, Jesse Green. Jesse Green. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Welcome <laughs> so back. So fun. Yeah, you, Thank you. Yeah, you've been really busy. It's been, you know, October and November are my big like travel months. Um, so usually for itinerant stuff, mm -hmm. um, I try to not do itinerant over over the summer so I can really just focus on tent revival stuff and saturate stuff. So we any speaking engagements we usually push to October, November. But it's been a lot of travel. <laughs> well, didn't you guys just go overseas to like Nigeria or something? We were in yeah, we were in Nigeria. Um, I actually met one of the future candidates that's running for president wow. um, of Nigeria, which was crazy. We just met at the elevator. It was like a divine appointment and uh, it was just, it was wild, but yeah, we were in Nigeria. <laughs> and that, that wasn't that long ago, was it? No, it was a week ago. And then what? I was in Arizona and then I'm going to be in Israel next week. So wow. it's a party. <laughs> Have you ever been to Israel before? I haven't. And I'm so excited yeah. and I can already feel like just all the amazing things that are going to happen. I'm so excited to be there. I, it's like a dream trip. Yeah. We're going in the, uh, Elijah list is going in, uh, April and I've never been, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked. So I love it. All yeah. the stories I hear are so amazing and everyone has so many, just cool testimonies of experiences there and mm -hmm. 
Um, my husband went to Israel a few years ago and he just said, he's like, you know, it really does make the word of God come to life in so cool. a very different way. Yeah. I'm stoked. Cause we're even doing like, there's two different tours running simultaneously. There's the classic one and then there's a, the adventure tour. And that's the one I'm on. And it's going to like, we're going on like these like hiking paths that Jesus walked on and stuff. I'm like, what? Like so it's going to cool. be stoked. So stoked. So, um, okay, Jesse, this is what we're going to be talking about today is a word that you released at least according to Instagram on July 1st of 2021. But you were telling me backstage that you've never really fully openly talked about this word, um, at least on this kind of a level. So I'm going to let you take it away and then we'll just, we'll just go for it. Awesome. I'm laughing because my six-year-old son just walked in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about lives. I just I texted know, yeah. my mother-in-law. I was like, can you please come get it? Yeah. Red alert. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited because um, I shared this word twice now um, on my social media. I've never preached it before, um, but I actually, the Lord's been bringing it up a lot. And so I'm really excited to share it really first on here and kind of explain a lot of it. Um, but basically, um, it was like this weird thing. All of a sudden, just to start it off, I saw this, this map of America and it, it was just a super clear picture. And I saw it initially in the vision, I saw all these chess pieces moving really quickly. And I believe I've shared that before on Elijah fire, how God was strategically moving people around very quick. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's how this vision started. And so I felt like the Lord was moving people into specific regions for specific assignments, um, and literally was saying checkmate to the enemy. Nice. And, um, it's funny cause the last month or so the Lord's been bringing up some new things with that. Even, um, I really do feel like Jeff, and this is like really fresh. Um, I feel like 2020 to 2030 specifically is a 10 year period for the body of Christ, the saints to engage in what the Lord is doing. Mm. And a lot of prophets that I'm talking to that are well-trusted, well-respected prophets, a lot of them are not seeing a lot past 2030. Interesting. And it's weird as I've been just, I was just at a prophetic conference this last weekend in Arizona and everyone's like, yeah, a lot of the visions people are getting are stopping at around 2030. Everything is within this time. Mm -hmm. And I've just been pondering about it with the Lord. And I really feel like the Lord was saying that what happens after 2030 will really be dependent mm -hmm. on how we respond Oof, to the prophetic man. words in this 10 yeah. year period. Right. Yeah, And so I just felt like, and that's why I was like, yeah, let's talk about this map. Let's like get back into some strategy here. Um, because, you know, the Lord sends out prophetic words so that we're on our front foot. So yeah. we know what he's doing. We're not supposed to be a blind body. Um, you know, we all know this, like Christ is the head, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing is, is God knows what to do. And there's always a strategy. There's always a plan, but the rest of the body has to come into alignment with what the head is doing. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so I really believe, and what I saw was 
I really like, you know, I, God is moving all around, all around the world. I was just in London. I was just in Nigeria. People are being saved and baptized in multitudes. Like there is so much harvest right now. Like everywhere we go, it's hundreds of people um, giving their life to the Lord where like, honestly, your average church conference or event you'd maybe see like 20 salvations or yeah. something, even like prophetic conferences, you weren't really seeing mass harvest mm -hmm. and, and the Lord is doing something. And I just really believe though, um, he's moving across the globe, but he's doing very, something very specific in America. And I even felt like, um, where he was doing things in specific parts of the nation were actually strategic as well. So, um, I think that's why a lot of people are feeling called to move and they're not totally sure why mm -hmm. or why they're called to move to a certain area. And so I'm actually hoping that as we discuss this, um, like if you know a friend that's about to move or maybe you just moved yourself or maybe you're in an area and you're like, God's telling me to stay and I just don't know why. I really am praying that this word and what we discussed today, Jeff, um, really helps to unpack some of that mystery yeah, for absolutely. some of the people. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you and I, when you had mentioned people were getting moved around strategically, I had, I had said at the time, and I've said it a couple of times on this show that that's exactly what God was doing. But what I love about this is it gives a little bit more clarity to that. Cause I never knew why beyond just, you know, some people were moving from pressure cooker areas, as I called them, like the Pacific Northwest, which has a lot more heaviness. And so you kind of learn to stand up under it. And I didn't realize that until I, I went and visited Florida and I was like, Whoa, I just like my wife and I were like, we felt like we were like jumping 20 feet high instead of like <laughs> a normal, you know, two feet high or whatever. Um, and, and we realized that, that was part of the reason why. So this is great. This is going to give a lot of clarity to a lot of people. Yeah. And I think Jeff, that's really important to mention too, because some people are really called right now in this season to hold ground in some of those pressure sure. cooker States. Yeah. So like I have tons of friends that are pioneering in California, in Seattle, in New York, in Chicago, in these places that would be deemed more um, difficult mm -hmm. in the natural or even political realm. Sure. Um, but they're actually called to kind of usher something in there. And so it really is important to not just um, be in a place and not know why. Yeah. So um, I, I'll kind of kind of break down the different areas. And what I saw, and then um, Jeff, you can kind of, if you have any questions too, we can kind of mm -hmm. ping pong. Yeah, absolutely. Together. I have some, um, but I'm going to wait. Okay. So actually, can you throw up the picture of the map really quick? Because yeah. that will give a good little grid. Yeah, just a second. Go like this and then. Okay. Okay. So this is my really cheesy clip art graphic that. Um, I, I got the worse, word. Jesse. It's okay. Oh no. Yeah. This is so horrendous for me. Cause I actually have a super high value for branding and yes. yeah. I, I, I had gotten this word so quick that I, and I felt like there was an urgency to it that I, I just didn't have the time to even have it designed. So I literally just went and like grabs in clip art things. And then later on, I, I asked my sister and I was like, can we make a pretty version of this? <laughs> But I think you'll still get the point here. So 
Um, I'm going to start off with the triangle. Um, yeah. And you'll see on the um, southeast region of the United States, um, we'll start there. So you see like we got Kentucky there, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and specifically North Florida. And I'm just specifying that because I actually felt like when I saw the picture, the Lord said to me that North Florida and South Florida had two different assignments. Oh, okay. And so I just want to be true to the word that I heard. So it's not Florida, it's North Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what I heard the Lord say for that specific territory there is that God is moving generals in the faith a fully yielded remnant into these territories. Interesting. And this word was July 1st, 2021, when I first received it. Um, and what's funny is it's just a weird thing, but we ended up moving into this area. We moved to North Carolina. And later on, I had someone send me this post and they were like, it's crazy that you moved into this area. And I was like, oh, it's just, it's funny how the Lord will even just align uh -huh. things in your life. And now we're doing so much of this word, but it's, I, I wrote down, he is giving this fully yielded remnant. Um, he's giving them land, blueprints and strategies to create training centers for revival and reformation. Many will move into these areas to be equipped to be sent back out. And so I believe that a lot of people, it's funny, just three weeks ago, us personally, we closed on eight acres of land three weeks ago. Wow. And it's, and then we just got in since just this summer, we got about 10 prophetic words about starting a training center. Come on. And so, but people didn't, when they were giving us that word, they didn't know that we had this word and had moved into this area. And I have spoken, Jeff, in the last five months or so, spoken to so many people in this territory specifically, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, North Florida, that are pioneering training centers, schools, ministry wow. schools. And it, it just keeps coming up. I just talked to someone uh -huh. literally this last weekend that is moving into this area and starting a training center. Yeah. And so cool. I just feel like um, a lot of people in America will be purchasing land in these areas, um, really occupying space there. And I believe that it will be a training and sending place. So um for those that are in more difficult areas, I believe that for even some of those people um, that the battle is fierce for you. I believe that some of them will actually have short seasons where they're in these territories to get re-equipped and then okay. sent back to where yeah. they are. So I just want to say to anyone listening right now or watching this, um, you know, God might be calling you to this region and it may just be for a season. It might not be for the next 10 years. And so I just want to encourage you, like, keep your plans um, loose before the Lord, because he may be calling you to get tools that you need, but then be sending you back mm. um, to the place that you're from or the place that you're currently living. So I always tell people, I'm like, 
have a plan to be there forever until God tells you to move. <laughs> yeah. But don't assume that it's like, you know, don't put your roots so deep that you can't be relocated. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And I, you know, I actually, I love, um, I'm a, I would say I'm a student of like Ruth Ward Heflin and she even talks I don't even know about, who that is. <laughs> oh, Jeff, I'm going to send you like a thousand bucks as soon as we get on this call. <laughs> She's awesome. If you're in the chat and you know who she is, you can give me a little heart because she's amazing. But she would do these glory meetings and God's presence would just come and people would just experience the power of God in such a like amazing way. And I was reading one of her books on the glory of God and something she said that I felt like it was super significant, Jeff, was she was saying that there's a time of glory that's coming. And I actually believe that this starts in 2023. Okay. Um, so I, I feel like we're is it just, just a about knowing to... or has there been actually like other things that are confirmed? Is it just a, like a knowing that you have? There's little signs. So for example, like when I was just in Nigeria, um, we were ministering and a, a glory cloud came into the meeting and I've never experienced anything like that in my whole entire life. I never had like a grid for it, but literally this like wet cloud came and you could literally touch it. Whoa. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do because I've never seen a glory cloud <laughs> and I've only read about a glory cloud <laughs> and I had no grid for this. And so all I thought to say was, jump up and grab it <laughs> and <laughs> i just and everyone started jumping up and i said to people i just kept the verse that when the glory cloud came um and this is just two weeks ago so this is like a fresh story this is not mm -hmm. an old glory cloud this is a new glory cloud <laughs> but um when i saw the glory cloud come the lord said to me um, I just thought of the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. And it, when she went through the crowd and she just touched the hem of Jesus's garment, that power surged out of him into her. And I just was like, I feel like this glory cloud is the hem of his garment. Mm. And I just was like, I feel like if people can just grab up in faith and touch it, they'll be healed. And we had seven people in a moment healed of deaf ears and oh. they came up and like we tested it and people's families were crying and it was like and then we had people wave their hands if they got healed in the glory cloud and all over the crowd people were waving their arms that they wow. were healed miraculously without anyone laying hands on them so cool and i just felt like when that moment happened um we are with um, this guy. His name is uh, Prophet Tomi Ariomi, and okay. he is awesome. I, I love him. And we were talking about it, and I was like, I feel like this is a first fruit of the glory that's coming. And I feel like God's trying to train us how to function and operate in the glory. And I really believe something that Ruth Ward Heflin said that I think is important to what you were saying, Jeff is she was like, you know, we need to learn how to like put, put the tent pegs in, but we need to learn how to also pull the tent pegs out. 
and yeah. know how to follow what the Lord is doing and where mm -hmm. he's going. And so, like you said before, it's like make deep roots, but make them be able to be uprooted and move if they need to, if the yeah. cloud is moving. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, well, let's, yeah, let's keep going. Okay. So that is the Southeast region. So if you're being called there, very exciting for you. Um, I also felt like um, specifically Kentucky. Um, I believe that there is, and our ministry saw a little sprinkling of it last summer, but I believe that it's just beginning. I believe in Kentucky specifically, and I don't live in Kentucky. Like I don't have a bias towards Kentucky. I'm not from Kentucky. I don't really even like pray for Kentucky. So like, sorry, Kentuckians, Kentuckians, <laughs> yeah, yeah <whatever>. Kentuckians. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I just think it's important to say, cause a lot of times people have words for the place that they live. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm just noting that there's no reason for me to be thinking about Kentucky. Um, but I believe that in Kentucky, we will absolutely without a doubt witness an extraordinary, undeniable outpouring and display of God's glory. Ooh. And I believe specifically Kentucky, and I don't know why Kentucky, but I believe that Kentucky is entering into a no eye has seen, no ear has heard moment in history. Oh, wow. And so I believe that many of us will actually be traveling to witness um, unusual miracles, signs, and wonders that will actually provoke jealousy into the rest of the nation. Interesting. And so I. I don't know how or why the Lord chooses certain places. I always just say like, he's allowed to do whatever he wants because right. he's God. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if there's a remnant there that is praying and contending and just uncompromised. We, we don't know those things sometimes until we're in eternity as to why God came in a place like he does. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that um, Kentucky, there will be such a glory that comes but I do believe that it's available for the rest of the nation if they will come and receive oh, wow. um, from what, what God's doing in Kentucky. Mm. Um, so that's that little area. So that's why there's like a little fire um, okay. in, yeah. in, in that triangle. But that whole area, there will be massive outpouring, um, massive glory. But I believe that specifically there will be like a, a fire that comes onto Kentucky. And then um, the Lord said to me that there were specific states, which were oil states. Now, Jeff, this is so cool. <laughs> I think this is so funny. So I shared this, this thing, and I don't know anything about topography, geography. Mm -hmm. Like I got a D in my like <laughs> history class. Like I, it's not my expertise. Not your thing. Yeah, not your thing. Yeah, yeah it's not my thing. And so the Lord told me that Southern California, Texas, and Florida, specifically Southern Florida, um, are oil states. Okay. And what's funny is after I posted this, a bunch of people messaged me and they were like, Jesse, do you actually know that those states actually carry like in the natural a lot of oil? Wow. Like, like oil that's like a natural. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thing natural. I don't even know what you call it. Natural element. I don't know. Yeah. See, that's how much I don't know. But yeah. they've got oil. They drill oil. They drill oil. Yeah, natural and I was resource. Like, elimination smart one. 
Yeah, there we go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so the Lord said that these are oil states. And what's so crazy is in the natural, it is also that. Yeah. And I was like, that's wow, so that's cool. so that's so cool that God does things in the natural that actually represent supernatural as well. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he said that the oil states will ignite fire, passion, and help keep the fire burning across the nation. Interesting. And so I believe that with that, um, there will be a lot of things that are ignited in Southern California in Texas, in Florida. I mean, this this word was summer 2021 that I got this. I mean, since then already in the last year, I've seen so much happening in Florida, in Texas, in Southern California, like massive movements are uprising. Um, I, I just went to Houston and preached there in June and we baptized 309 people and saw mass deliverance. And I'm like, and there, I feel like there's just so much being ignited there, but it's spreading out. Like people are coming from those places and then thrusting out across the nation. Yeah. But I always tell people, I'm like, if you feel like your faith is dead or dormant, or you feel like apathetic or spiritually dead, I'm like, honestly, I'm like, go visit one of these places, even on vacation or something and see what some of the ministries there are, are doing and just like get ignited hmm. because there's like um, a transferable oil there that you can actually, I think, bring back home. Wow. And so um, that's why I put the oil in like the little picture because because <laughs> you can pour it out or you I can feel take like it you with can you. Pour yeah. it out, take it with you, um, share it with a friend. And so, um, so there's the oil there. And then I'm going to jump over to Arizona and New Mexico. Well, really quick. Uh, sorry. With, with yes. Southern California, I kind of wanted to hit on Southern California because for a lot of people looking at Southern California, they'll be like, okay, that is going to require some faith for me. But what have you seen starting up in Southern California that you know is going to it's sparks, it's little sparks that are just getting ready to ignite like a whole bonfire of glory and, and awesomeness. Well, Jeff, it's funny that you mentioned that because I happen to write a book called Wildfires. Mm, <laughs> mm, what a setup, what a setup. What a setup. But yeah, I actually wrote a book called Wildfires that is all about God igniting wildfires across the nation. And it started in Southern California. And um, I, I've preached this a lot of times, but Southern California specifically has seen more revival than any other place in the entire country. Wow. So there have been more moves of God in Southern California than anywhere else. So I always say I'm like, they have like a deep inheritance of it with that. I'm like, there's also a huge responsibility. And so I always like gently rebuke California because I'm like, you've had the most revival. So why are you allowing the worst things to happen? <laughs> like you, you, it's like you, you should know better. You have so you've been given so much, you know? Yeah. And um, but I will say, I I personally can attest right now, 
Um, our friends, like I know you've had on here, Ross, our friend, Ross mm -hmm. Johnson and, and Joel. Joel Mott. Yep. Um, I, I'm great friends with them. I was just texting them. They're doing an event right now in San Francisco mm -hmm. and they first started their ministry in Southern California. And, um, there's just, there's so many movements. I know circuit riders is based out of Huntington beach, California. And I just was in orange County actually three weeks ago. And at a women's conference, we saw massive deliverance and healing breakout. Yeah. And like, it was the most unpretty women's conference <laughs> like ever. People were just, just like a lot of ugly crying. Is that, is that what you're saying? It was ugly crying yeah. and deliverance is sometimes messy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. But I'm like, God is certainly moving there in a, in a really powerful way. Um, but with that, I will say always, so like our ministry started in Southern California right. and the Lord told me in 2016, and I've shared this before on here, he said definitively, he said the revival will begin in Southern California, but it will not be contained to just Southern California. Mm. And so I believe already we're seeing just movement spring out. Um, and you see it on the opposite side, right? Like during COVID um, and all the lockdowns, everyone had their eyes focused on, on California. Mm -hmm. And so there is such a level of influence over that region. Sure. Absolutely. And so I believe if the body of Christ can really get a grip of that and really um, in the opposite spirit, accelerate the kingdom of God um, and bring forth his will, it will multiply and ignite other places because mm. that's what fire does. Right. That's right. So, Absolutely and right. oil, oil just makes the fire burn even hotter. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go quickly to um, New Mexico and Arizona um, and see there we have a little wine glass. Um, so I believe that in New Mexico and Arizona, um, God is trying to create a new wine there. Um, but I believe that the only way that that will take place is if we lay down um, old ways of doing things okay. to pick up the new things that he's doing there. And um, I actually happened to be in Arizona just five days ago. And um, it's funny, as I'm talking, I'm like, I feel like I've been all over this map. Yeah, it's <laughs> One place a day. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. I'm like, I've, I'm reporting from the field. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was just in Arizona uh, about five days ago. And as I was there um, with the new wine word, I actually got um, another revelation word over Arizona specifically. Um, and the Lord said to me this weekend, he said that Arizona is a midwife state and okay. that people will come to Arizona to help birth and pioneer um, the prophetic words and dreams that are, are in them. And so I believe that um, there are ministries established in Arizona specifically that will help um, really push out those prophetic dreams and those words and those callings that um, really just need to be delivered and come forth. And so I wow. feel like there is this like midwife anointing over Arizona. Um, and then if you go to the middle area, um, I wrote mid America, but the middle of the nation, 
Midwest. Um, Midwest. Yeah. It was weird though. Cause it was like, okay. I was like, can I call it the Midwest? Cause it was like a little bit East too, but I don't know where the Midwest starts. In so Midwest, you basically have it like the starting kind of in Ohio and then Michigan, Indiana, and then basically over to like Nebraska area and stuff like that would be considered the Midwest. If anybody else is like, don't you forgot about this place? You can let <laughs> us know in the comments. All right. I'm yeah. not from the Midwest. So chill out. <laughs> yeah. Everyone chill. We don't know anything about maps, yeah. but we know what the Lord is yeah. saying. The thing I love though, about your whole thing with like the oil States was that God uses even our, uh, even our ignorance and like us not knowing something to confirm something. And then we learn, you know, we learn something like where natural resources come from. We're like, oh, they're also the oil states, you know? So I think that's cool. <laughs> I, I, God is very merciful and gracious to us. It's so, it's so much better. Honestly, I'm like, I love that. I'm not like, so this is what happens in the natural here. Like I have no clue, but then when people say that, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like I heard, right. right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yay. Confirmation. Yay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the uh, the Arizona Midwest in the in Nevada. Oh yeah, yeah, the Midwest. We're on the Midwest. That's right. Yes. So, um, I believe that the Midwest will see an increase um, in prayer and prophetic movements that will send people out to the nations. So this was not just um, a jurisdiction for America, but I actually believe that these increase in prayer movements, prophetic movements, is is for a global global assignment. Um, and I believe, though, that what I saw was um, it was almost like, honestly, like a tornado, which I guess that does connect with the Midwest. But there was this like swirl and it felt like there was this epicenter of of warfare in the spirit. And the only way I can explain this was I saw this picture of this room and there were people in a small room in the Midwest and they were praying and they were sending out the angelic on assignments. And I felt like the Lord was saying a lot of the spiritual warfare for the nation would be accomplished in the spirit through prayer and prophecy in the Midwest. Wow. And so I, um, I've never really even been in the Midwest. Like, to be honest, I like, I really am not familiar with it at all. Um, but I do believe that there are a lot of people that are there and they're not really sure what their assignment is, or maybe they feel like overlooked or, um, discounted, but I feel like the Lord is saying that he actually is raising up intercessors specifically. And I believe that there will be these massive, massive, like prayer houses and hubs wow. that in the spirit, like shift things in New York. And shift things in Seattle, shift things in Chicago. And we won't be able to totally see it until we're in eternity and be like, whoa, that thing changed because there was like a group of 30 people in, I don't know, one of those states. <laughs> I've always lived <laughs> on the coast. So yeah. yeah, you got all but kinds in there. All the kinds of states in there. Yeah, all the states. Yeah. <laughs> But I believe that literally that they're shifting things in the spirit. And um, I think that people honestly, too, that are called to, to ignite prayer movements, um, the Lord is actually calling you to this region for an assignment. And 
you feel like it's really random. And I, I just feel like I have a word right now as I'm saying this. I feel like, um, and I'm actually going to pull up a USA map. Um, yeah, I have computer. one pulled up right here too. Yeah, so I'm like, Lord, help me Google. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Okay, so I feel like they're specifically right now on this video chat, on this call, I want you to just drop it in the comments right now. Um, Because I'm going to go back and make sure I can look through this and pray for you. But just drop in the comments specifically if you feel in the last, I would say, in the last year. So since July 2021, if you felt a call, or maybe you're there already and you felt a call to say, but if you felt a call to move to North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Um, If that's you, just give me like just a little thumbs up or just say what state you feel called to. Um, But I do specifically um, do believe that people in this next few years, honestly, are going to be moving to these places because the Lord is wanting to connect you with other prayer movements and other prophetic movements that are going to be pioneered. And there's a synergy um, that the Lord is doing in those places. And I just hear right now that the Lord is saying that the season of being a lone ranger, when it comes to intercession and the prophetic, that season of being a lone ranger is over. And the Lord is actually assigning like, I almost see like military troops of the prophetic and prayer movements gathering in those places for a very specific assignment. Um, So if that's you, it's not random. It's the Lord. And I just really want you to feel encouraged by that right now. Mm, That's great. So question, um, I don't know if you listed this in these because I was uh reading the map when you were listing on some of those and i yeah anyways bad form on my part um so texas just to the right of that is louisiana so you've got louisiana mississippi and arkansas and i saw somebody in the the comments ask about arkansas where would arkansas where would those three louisiana mississippi and arkansas fall into that would yeah, I'm just curious what your insight on that is. Do they fall into the mid, sort of the Midwest uh, group um, for you in this word or what? Okay. What I feel like, Jeff, I always have to say something that offends people on your broadcast. <laughs> and in true Jesse Green form, I will offend your listeners once again um, and your watchers. But so in my flesh, I wanted to include every single state on this map so that everyone's included and everyone's like, I have this clip art assignment on my, my state. Um, The reality is this Um, in this picture that I saw and what the Lord said to me, not every state was included in this. Now that does not mean that the Lord is not going to move in your state. Of course. And that does not, mean that there's not an assignment like someone was like you forgot alaska and hawaii i was like no i didn't it's like literally on the picture i just didn't get anything in the vision for it but that doesn't mean that the lord's not saying or doing something for it 
But for me, I, I really have a high value of being true to what I receive. Yeah, it's wise. And in my heart, I'm like, yes, God is going to bless Alaska. Alaska is going to burn with revival fire. And Hawaii, you're going to see so much glory. And I, I just want to like bless all these places. But I... And I'm like, I believe God's doing amazing things, but I feel like there's specific assignments um, on the places that were highlighted and it's to bring clarity to some of the places that people have moved to. So I hope mm. that brings some clarity. Yeah, it there. absolutely does. And Nevada is not really included in this word either, right? Or are they? Kinda? It's not. It's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, it's, um, I don't know. But what's cool is, all of the places that have something going on are driving distance to some, somewhere that you live. <laughs> right. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know, who knows? Maybe some of these states that weren't listed are more wild cards, you know, yeah. of like oil and wine or whatever. And it could be know. a mixture or, you know what, too? Like, so again, this word that I got um, was in July, 2021. And mm -hmm. since then, what I've seen is um, honestly from these places, pick, people are picking up certain things from these areas. And then they're saying, I'm bringing this to where I live. And so we've been seeing that a lot happening like all across the nations. So even like this map is a map of America. And we've had people in Nigeria that we were just with telling us that they're saying, I'm taking that word for the wow. Southeast and I'm speaking that over Nigeria. Mm. So I, I think that um, it's one of those things where you don't go like, oh, like, well, what about Nevada? But you're like, yeah. okay, well, we're going to bring the oil to Nevada. Right. All right. So really quick, we'll finalize. We have two more places. Um, so North Pacific and Northeast. Okay. This is, again, people don't like these things, but I'm just going to say it. But it's it's always hopeful. Okay. So I felt like the Lord said, that the North Pacific and Northeast are war zones. Um, and obviously you see that in the natural, but he said, he said, for these places, um, we need fiery prophets and evangelists to go in and preach an uncompromised gospel. These territories have been neglected and require new strategies. And I felt like the Lord was saying that what worked in the past um, in the North Pacific area, in the Northeast, what worked in the past is not going to work today, that we need new strategies from God. And what's funny is, Jeff, I got this word in July 2021, and I, I honestly, I spent about eight months meditating on that specific word about the mm. Northeast. Yeah. And... Um, just um, three weeks ago, or four weeks ago now, um, we did a gospel raid in New York City. I remember seeing that, yeah. And I'm telling you, Jeff, like, it's not how I would ever organize an event. It's not how I would ever plan something in the natural. But based on this word, I was like, okay, we need fiery prophets and evangelists to go in, preach the gospel, and we need new strategies. And we started training local churches in New York city, how to do deliverance, wow. how to do healing. And we went out and preached the gospel at a new age festival. Wow. And we led in New York city where people, you hear all these bad reports and now all these churches are struggling. 
We led over 500 people to the Lord in one day. That's crazy town. And not me preaching from a stage. It was literally, and I have pictures and stuff. I'll send you Jeff, but um, we had, it was a ripple of, of people, the saints being equipped and everywhere I turned at one point, I walked around the fountain in Washington square park and everyone that I saw was sharing the gospel with someone and leading them to the Lord. And it was like people that had never shared the gospel before were telling us, I just led seven people to the Lord. I just led 13 people to the Lord. Wow. And this is not like your like well-known minister minister or your Billy Graham thing. This is like believing believers that hit the streets. And all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute. I just led all these people to Jesus. I didn't even know that was possible. And I felt like that was a new strategy um, that the Lord was releasing for these territories. Mm, wow. So I, one thing I wanted to ask you really quick, cause I know there's some uh, newer believers in the church. We have some newer believers that watch the show um, that I can confirm are newer believers. Um, what do you mean by uncompromised gospel? I want to hear it. When I say uncompromised gospel, I mean the actual gospel um, that we see in 1 Corinthians um, 15, which is funny because I actually have that open right now. So God knew that you were going to ask me that question, Jeff. (laughs) But I'll just read it to you right from the word of God. There's Everyone's like, what's the gospel? I'm like, this is literally what it says. 1 Corinthians 15, it says, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, more of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the disciples. Last of all, as to one ultimately born, he appeared also to me. And I think we, um, we in America specifically, um, I'm seeing this a lot. We don't preach the full gospel that, that we, without Christ, we cannot be free from sin. And the fact that Jesus did actually come as it was prophesied, that it was actually prophesied that there would be a savior and Jesus fulfills every Mm -hmm. single prophecy about the Messiah and that he actually did actually die, um, which people don't touch on that either. But I'm like, it wasn't like a metaphor. He actually died a brutal death Mm -hmm. for our sins. And then not only did he die, but he, actually rose from the dead and is resurrected and is alive. And um, we don't teach really often or preach about the dissension or the ascension and the fact that the Lord of Lords, Jesus, destroys the works of the enemy. He cancels every single accusation and death itself. And then he ascends, which is a massive key that we forget in our faith as well but he actually is the Lord, which means that when we believe in Jesus, when we believe in his saving grace, which we all love, we love the forgiveness of sins, 
But the uncompromised gospel is when we also preach that not only is he your savior, but he is also your Lord, mm -hmm. which means if he's your Lord, you are no longer in control. And we lay down our lives and say, Jesus, I, I believe in you. I believe that you died and I believe that you rose again. And I believe that you're my savior, but also my Lord. And then we mm -hmm. come under the jurisdiction of his kingdom. And, and I think we'll really start to see power come when people are taught, not just that like Jesus wants to be their buddy, but that he's also the king of the universe right. and right. he's actually in control and like everything is his. And when you become mm -hmm. a Christian, um, you're actually laying down your, all your rights, <laughs> mm -hmm. all of those things yeah. to come under his kingdom. So yeah. that's, that's the uncompromised gospel yeah. in a nutshell. And I would add anything that says uh, anything short of holiness in, in the pursuit of holiness uh, is a compromised gospel as well. Um, and, um, yeah, that's like a whole, whole nother thing, but very good. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jeff, we go, could everybody. do a whole slow teach on Romans six about being yeah. a slave to righteousness. Yes, we could. We? <laughs> yeah. Really so, okay. get lose all the followers. <laughs> no, no way. We might, I'm you just know, teasing. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I think we got everyone except for the mountains. Yeah, that's the last one. Okay, this is my favorite one. I'm kind of bummed that God didn't have me move to this place. <laughs> um, but I did feel like the Northwest, um, so kind of where those mountains are. And I, I did see it going, the picture doesn't go all the way there, but I really do believe it goes um, like all the way through to the Northwest. So including Washington and Oregon. Um, so that whole kind of Northwest area specifically, um, but I believe that there will be tons of retreats, schools and resting places. Mm. And this is going to be one of those places where people on the front line can kind of come find refuge, find rest. And so what's interesting is with the North specific area, Northwest area, um, I feel like specifically, I know this is going to sound a little confusing and I was confused by it too, but I felt like with Northern California, Oregon and Washington specifically, um, it's going to be hard for people to pinpoint um, really what's happening in those areas Interesting, because there's going to be a lot of people that are feeling like they're going there and they're getting trained, they're getting refreshed. There's going to be these refuge places. Um, but then at the same time, some cities will be war zones. Um, and so I actually felt like there will be people that really do do a lot of spiritual battle there. But then at the same time, they will be easily able to find rest and, and come for retreats. And so um, I feel like a lot of that is being established right now. I felt like a lot of Christians actually are going to be purchasing land in that mm. area. Um, and I believe that you'll start to see all over the place that these um, retreat centers that are Holy Spirit filled um, refuges like really will start to be established in that area. Well, what's interesting is, you know, cause I live in the Pacific Northwest um, and uh, it's interesting because 
yeah, there's war zones, but at the same time, and that's kind of what it's been known for, especially the last couple of years. But wow, it sounds like there's also a there's also this thing that God is doing where there's people finding places of rest, even in the midst of a war zone, which I found really interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. And I think what's so intriguing with it too, is that um, it's funny. You do think about, I I just think about some of the old Testament stories that we know, like Gideon's army and Nehemiah. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like sometimes those conflict centers, but also Mm -hmm. like, it's almost like the conflict area and then the place of peace or the promised land are almost like always touching scripturally. Yeah. How about you know that? what I mean? So it's yeah. almost like the gates are against one another at uh-huh. times. And so I feel like we're really going to start to see that actually very much in the natural. We'll see that in the Northwest specifically. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, that's going to be a really interesting thing to see play out. Um, I guess it's probably, I would assume you know, you gave this word a little over a year ago, um, that that stuff is already starting to happen, um, even up here. So that's cool. I like that. Yeah. It's funny too, because, um, it'd be interesting to search out. I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I just, um, about, about a month ago, someone told me that they just bought a farm, um, in Northern California. And it was like owned by this like new age restaurant, this giant farm. And they just bought this farm, this giant farm in faith um, in Northern California. And it's like right by San Francisco. Wow. And I just thought like, and I I didn't put it together until right now as we're speaking Mm -hmm. that I'm like, wow, it's funny because a lot of people um, you obviously hear some of the bad reports in San Francisco, but yet also God's establishing like hundreds of acres um, to build this like beautiful refuge and respite. So I just think it's really interesting how God is actually giving land um, for people to own, mm-hmm. um, to to take ground in those areas yeah, and actually absolutely. really own the, the property there. How cool. Yeah. So yeah. everybody, um, I took this this post. We put a link in the description. It'll take you to her, her Instagram post. So if you want to actually read this in detail again with your own eyes, there's a link to this word when she posted it on Instagram. So it's down in the description. Um, so Jesse, one thing that I wanted to ask you actually is because you were mentioning 2020 to 2023 as being a really, really uh, crucial time and that a lot of people... Uh, there's a lot of prophetic voices that aren't seeing beyond 2030, right? right. So um, what what was your response to prophecy when you came to the Lord? Because I think this is something that God is really going to be after in this season because it's very important that us as the church, not just like the prophetic, not just charismatic, whatever, the church needs to get behind the gifts needs to get behind prophecy needs to get behind miracles. What was your process of what were, did you just hear prophecy and suddenly you were like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Or was that a process? Um, it was definitely a process for me. Um, I, uh, I grew up in the church, but, um, and I grew up in a vineyard church, but we ended up moving to, um, when I was in 
middle school, we moved and I ended up going to a Presbyterian church. And in the Presbyterian church, there's not like a lot of talk about like prophetic or deliverance or healing or any of that. And so I kind of like stepped away from all of that upbringing. And uh, even in my high school and college years, um, kind of like knew about Jesus, but really didn't have any grid for hearing God's voice, the prophetic, any of that stuff. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And I remember when I got resaved and gave my life to the Lord um, when I was 24 years old, I had joined a year-long missions trip. And I just knew that at that point I had a revelation. I had an experience with God in my apartment. And I knew that God was more real than I like theologically understood, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of prompted me on this like journey of discovery. And I, I know it sounds funny, but, and it's like weird the things you think when you don't know things. But I was like, if I'm going to like know the real God, I like need to go on a missions trip because like that's where people meet God. Right. <laughs> So I was like, I'm just an extreme person. So I like sold all my stuff, bought a backpack, lived as a missionary for a year. And that's when I first got introduced to the prophetic. And I remember the first time I ever saw someone prophesy, I was at this conference in New Zealand and this man came in and started giving words of knowledge to the people in the crowd. And I remember thinking to myself, Jeff, I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy can read minds. (laughs) And I had like been living a pretty sinful life Mm -hmm. previous to that. And I was so afraid that every time this man would walk into the room, I would just go water, water, water. Cause I was afraid he could read my mind. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be exposed. Like Uh they're going to like shout my sins out into the crowd or I don't Mm -hmm. know. But then when I started to see that the how the Lord was using the prophetic and he was restoring people's identity, he was giving insight. And then when I received my first prophetic word, I felt so, so seen and known by the Lord that I was like, okay, this is so amazing that not only do we not need to be clueless about this life, But in relationship with Jesus, we can actually hear from him Mm -hmm. and know his will that it like I even say, I'm like, when I read the word of God, when I'm reading the Bible, like things will just pop out in scripture and be highlighted. And I use a pen that has like four different colors because I'm like, just like sometimes I'm like, I have questions Sometimes the Holy Spirit's breathing on a scripture mm-hmm. and leads me into like a mystery of discovery. But I feel like um, in this day and age that we're living in, Jeff, I believe that um, every single church in this nation will have no choice but to get into alignment with the prophetic and That's true right. prophets. Yep. And I'm going to be as bold to say that um the evidence, like the evidence of the true prophetic in America will be so awkwardly obvious 
that you would have to outrightly like deny God wow. okay. than to not acknowledge like what he's saying and doing. And I believe that's already kind of happening. Oh, well, I was just thinking about that because there are some sects of Christianity right now that look at the rise in the gifts, rise in the prophetic as Satan's. They're like, oh, I've heard messages like this where they're like, Satan is getting a hold of the church and this is evidence of it. And I'm like, first off, you're being a stick in the mud. Uh, <laughs> second off, you might want to retweak like your message a little bit because uh, you're kind of on the wrong side of this. Um, so yeah. totally. Yeah, I think that I think we're going to be shocked at some of the even well-known ministers that suddenly get hit with the spirit um, in deeper, deeper, deeper ways than we would have like. So that guy's preaching about the gifts now, huh? You know, I think it's going to be really, really cool to see. Yeah. And I think we're, I don't know. I just can't explain it. I just feel like every single year, actually, Jeff, every time I do an interview with you, I feel like every time we chat, things are just leveling up mm -hmm. to another measure yeah. where things are becoming more obvious, where you like, I, I just been meditating on the beginning of John, John one, two, three, and four. And just this idea that like miracles, they require a response mm. and they're confrontational. Like you can't see a miracle and just have like no opinion on it. Like you have to make a decision. You either believe yeah. or you don't believe. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. But you can't no one's indifferent like, when they see a crazy miracle happen. Yeah. No, yeah. like, you, and it's like, you just see this throughout scripture where it's like, and even just the New Testament, right? It's like, we see that with the life of Jesus. People love him and they hate him, mm -hmm. but they're not indifferent towards him. Right. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I believe that, you know, I don't know what everyone's eschatology on here is, and we're not getting into that right now on this <laughs> stream, but I will say like, there will be a day that Jesus returns. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to get into how, when, where, why, what, but I will say like, there's a day on the calendar that Jesus does return. And we're closer to that day than they were when Acts was written. Yep. And so I just believe with a full conviction that, you know, as the approaching of Jesus um, becomes more evident, um, that there is a um, almost a higher threshold of an inability to be on the fence, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Oh, I 100% feel that that we're <laughs> and we we saw like the the birth pangs of that even within 2020 and 2021 with a lot totally. of stuff that's going on where it's like you're there it, there's there's little room to stand outside uh, and increasingly less and less but there's little room to stand uh in the indifferent zone like there's we're almost being pushed into these positions where we're having to make these decisions on what we feel. And, and for some people, even in regards to prophecy, you're going to have to just engage your faith in it and say, okay, right. I'm going to put my faith in this prophecy, um, you know, in, in the belief God that you're going to come through and you're going to do this. And maybe you're in one of these and you're in a place right now where you're in one of these States we talked about where you're really, let's say Southern California, where you're like, I just don't see it. I don't see it, Jesse. Maybe it's just where I'm at, but I don't see it. And 
it may take you having to just take your faith and just put your faith in that prophetic word. That's the correct so response. But yeah, obviously we need to test, but there comes a point where you need to analyze and go, am I testing this? Cause I'm being a skeptic and I just have right. a hard time believing in this. Or am I legitimately testing this and being a mature Christian like we're supposed to? And that's going to take the Holy Spirit to know the difference. And ultimately, people know. I think a lot of times people know when they're being like skeptic and, and being right. Dowdy McDowderson, you know, and just, yeah. <laughs> I'm stealing that Dowdy McDowderson. <laughs> yeah. I also say Judgy McDowderson. So there you go. You can have both. Two for one. Thank you. Yeah. So, no, yeah. that's so true, Jeff. And, I just love that too, because the thing is, is, um, you know, you're right. I it's it, as you're talking, I was like, maybe Jesus was serious and maybe the Bible is accurate when it says that he has like an intolerance to the lukewarm mm. and he'll spit it right out of right. his mouth. Yeah, and I just believe that he's not allowing the body of Christ to be lukewarm. Mm. So there's so much that's happening. That's requiring us to say like, we're either in or we're out, but we're not in the middle. There's no more, there's no gray about anything right now. Right. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, I even know personally, I've had to be confronted with so many things where I never thought I'd have to make certain decisions on things. And I'm like, okay, this is like a thing now. Like I need to actually work out. Like, what do I believe about this? What do I think about this? Because if I'm going to die on this hill, like I, I better like know I'm on the right side of scripture. Right. But I feel like the Lord, like he loves that. He's driving us into his presence where we need to say to the Lord, like, what, what is your will? What does the word of God say? What is the Holy Spirit saying mm -hmm. versus just like letting life happen to us? Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like, that's why it's so important to surround ourselves with believers and yeah it can even be to some degree it can be something like this but even just in person is so crucial because you have so that good. whole dynamic of like um you know being in person with somebody. we were talking about it before the show about like interviewing people in person is just yeah. different it hits different um the same goes for just relationships with people but at the same time man like i'm surrounded by even just through the show surrounded by so many people that i'm like you know if i were to compare myself to if somebody were to compare themselves to me might go Oh man, I want to walk like Jeff, but I'm like, are you kidding? I want to walk like the greens. Holy moly. <laughs> you know, like I, I just think that it scales, you know, yeah. and I think that, you know, you guys, you and Parker said such a great example for the body of Christ on what it means to have that reckless abandon. It doesn't mean that you're not challenged to like, well, I really don't want to get rid of this thing. I like it, you know, Oh, totally. Um, you know, and, and, God can walk you through seasons. I definitely have gone through seasons where I have walked like that. And God has reminded me of that. Um, Cause the enemy can come in and be like, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? And I'm sure even for you guys, um, you know, cause he's a, uh, he's an idiot, uh, but, <laughs> and his tactics aren't new. Uh, he tries the same thing right. at the time, but um you know, there are times too, where you can even condemn a blessing from the Lord because you're like, no, God, no, I dare not take that, you know, but maybe wow. he is giving somebody, maybe he does wow. want to bless somebody with land and you're like, wow. Oh no, Lord, I can't. Oh no. You know, uh, because in that's the thing is it's like, um, yeah, that was kind of like a long winded. Well, no, Jeff, what you're saying right now is actually so prophetic because I'm actually just going to touch on that for one second, because 
all month, I've been talking with the girls that I disciple literally all month about that exact same thing about how in the body of Christ, in this nation, there's an over glorification of living in the valley. Mm. And it's like, it's like this weird thing where it's like we almost pendulum swung from a prosperity gospel uh-huh. mentality. And we're like, yeah. we hate the prosperity gospel. We hate the prosperity right. gospel. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, well, what's the opposite of that? And I'm like, well, you don't want to have the opposite of what the prosperity gospel is, which is a poverty gospel. Mm-hmm. But I believe we've done that. And I'm going to, oh, I'm going to touch a little tiny cultural idol right now. Do it. Uh, okay. So actually, I was speaking at a conference recently. And this is a, a quick thing, but I feel like we've overcorrected when it comes to um, like, we, we don't like, like celebrity Christianity. We don't like the prosperity gospel stuff. We don't like, you know, the, the weird stuff we saw maybe in our parents' generation, the generation before, but what we've done in our generation and Gen Z is an, an unhealthy overcorrect. And I was speaking at a conference and I threw on jeans and like a t-shirt. It was like a real cool trendy t-shirt, but it's still a t-shirt. And I had some like Nikes on and I was like, I look cool and like trendy for this conference. Right. Keeping it real. And the Lord rebuked me. Wow. And I was like, like, I literally was getting dressed and he was like, you're not allowed to wear that tonight to preach. And I was like, why like you know what i mean like it's just a weird thing yeah, i was like <laughs> yeah people all time they're like the sacrifice the i'm like god talks to me about like what i'm allowed to wear it's so weird but yeah. he i was like why can't i wear this and he was like i need you prophetically to bring back honor to mm. preaching and i was like what and he was like the way you dress like shows what, what you honor. Mm -hmm. And he was like, and I saw this picture and he was like, if you were invited to like meet the King of England, now that there's a King, right? If you're Mm -hmm. met invited to meet the King, the Lord was like, what would you wear? Would you wear ripped jeans and a t-shirt? And I was like, no. And he was like, you forget sometimes that like I'm a King and you're talking about a King. Yeah, And I just had this moment where I was like, and not that it's every time and it's not, you don't make a religion out of this, Sure, but I feel like we have our generation and the next generation, we've made a religion out of our casualness mm, and yeah. familiarity when it comes to the gospel yeah. and when it comes to preaching and we're like, look at. I'm not performing. I'm in a hoodie and t-shirt. I'm like, so granola, you guys. I'm so yeah. chill. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not even wearing shoes. Like, yeah. I like I'm not performing for you. Look how much I'm not performing. And in that, we end up doing the same thing just in an opposite spirit. Sure. And it's the same thing too like what you're saying where you know, maybe the Lord is trying to give you land. Maybe he wants to make you a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And like, how offensive is that? I think many of us could not even carry the mantle of being a billionaire for the kingdom because of the persecution and criticism that would come. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think the Lord dealing with that. Yeah. Oh, totally. We build these and doctrines. honestly, yeah. it's easier to be poor. 
It is. Like people <laughs> sympathize for you. Yeah. Like Here's some it free is. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like there's not a target on your back, but when the Lord starts to show you favor, when you know, like no one is trying to kill Jesus when he was the carpenter. It was like yeah. they started to try to kill him when the crowds were following him, when he was maybe, quote unquote, a celebrity Christian. Mm -hmm. And the target was on his back when he was actually usurping power and authority from those who wanted it. Yeah. And yeah. I just think that we don't recognize and realize sometimes that um, we, uh, you know, we can make these weird doctrines out of overcorrections. And I, I just think that it's so important that um, even in like it's and I don't even know how we got here or what we're where we are. But I just feel like the Lord's been talking to us a lot about like, are we truly living as servants to the Lord when we're in the palace, when we're in the prison? Are we able to function in both places and still remain humble and yeah. not false humility? You know, mm -hmm. Jeff? Yeah. Well, and I heard, too, like. Um, I had uh, a prophet tell me one time he was talking about humility and he was like, humility can come even when you're trying to be agreeable and, and meek. He's like, or uh, pride can still come in. And those moments, he said, true humility is saying exactly what God says about you wow. or about someone else. And that wow. God has had me do that a couple of times. I was talking to my wife last night about something. And I, I laughed when I said something that God, I like rolled my eyes when I said something that God said about me. And my, my wife was laughing because she's had other words that have confirmed that very thing. And she's like, Oh, finally you say it, you know, but it just seems so <laughs> silly to say, but you know, yeah. So if God puts you in this position of maybe you've worked up in your mind that like wealth equals bad, poor right. equals good. God may be putting you in a position slowly, but surely where you are going to inherit money and it's going to really challenge even yourself, you know? Um, so good, Jeff. But you know, the whole idea of like building doctrines where like, I really want to caution people against, okay. So Jesse, you said convictions that God gave you. You're not sitting here saying now everybody needs to <laughs> wear a suit and tie when they parade. No. <laughs> like, you know, and um I that you're handling this with maturity. You're handling this with discernment. And yeah, there is something to say about dressing nicer when you're in front of people and you're preaching the gospel. Um, you know, and not looking like a schlep. Um, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's important to not build a, a doctrine out of it to, because totally. that's what got us into this method. The whole thing we're talking about where it becomes this vicious cycle of like, okay, guys, we need to just chill out a little bit. We need to be more relatable. Okay. Everybody be relatable. Okay, guys. Whoa. We're way quit wearing your pajamas when you're on the stage. And then you're like, everybody's suit and ties again. Everybody starts wearing suit and ties. And it's like, no, we need to be, we need to be relaxed again. And it's just this back and forth, back and forth. And same with like the rich, poor man, rich man, poor man thing. Um, That's so good. Yeah. And just going like, I have, I've talked, I talk about this a lot, but like, Jesse, this is my conviction. Ergo, it's your conviction now, whether you like it or not. And I'm going to put that on you. Um, and that's, that's like the religious spirit trying to come in and, and get us to lose our discernment and our wow. pursuit of God ourselves. And so instead, we're like relying again on the doctrine of man. You know what so I'm saying? Good. Like, it's just, this, that's so good. Yeah. This roundabout on and on. It's like this endless cycle. So, 
You're hitting the nail on the head, Jeff. And I think that every generation, we think that the generation before was totally wrong, so extreme in their thing. And then we do the same thing just in a different way. Totally. And we make a doctrine out of the pendulum swing. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, it's that's the thing. And so I love what you're saying right now about conviction, because this is something my husband and I talk about all the time that I, I honestly believe thoroughly that one of the biggest dividing lines in the body of Christ that has created so much disunity is not demons. I don't think it's even Satan himself. I think it's our convictions that we put on one another that are out of their, their missing relationship. And I always say, I'm like, before you push someone into a conviction, push them into a commandment and, uh, you know, bring them into like, like the, the commandments that Jesus says, you know, first, like, like have no other gods that you should love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, you know, like let's die on those hills. Hmm. But, you know, like if you're against a certain Netflix show and you stop being friends with your friends at another church because they watch that Netflix show, it's like I'm watching right now on social media, like really people get in a war right now over Halloween. And like, I'm like, y'all, I'm like, what if you just like didn't argue about Halloween? If you liked Halloween, you could go and share the gospel as you're trick-or-treating. And mm-hmm. if you don't like it, you don't do it. I and know. You pray, yeah. you pray for your people out there yeah. that are trick-or-treating. Yeah. Like, I just think that we we get so caught up in personal convictions and pushing those things onto other people instead of prioritizing the things that the Lord is prioritizing, which we see throughout New Testament. He's like always mm-hmm. addressing the convictions of the Pharisees. Yeah. But he's like, what about your heart? Like, where's your heart? Where, where, where are you? Like you're a white, you know, you brood of vipers, John the Baptist says. He's like, whitewashed tombs, Jesus says. It's like we we don't realize we can get into these convictions and these religious duties and not even know the Lord. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Times a thousand. I that to me is just this like. I'm against this thing. So you need to be against this thing. And if you're not against this thing, then you're not a true Christian. And I'm like, start over. Okay. <laughs> start this over, you know? Uh, Cause again, it's, uh, um, you know, uh, it can happen. You see it more. I think when you're in the public eye, because, and, and I'm, I handle those things very carefully with people. Cause I'm not like, forget you. I don't blow people off. Um, yeah. But you know, but it is this thing of like, sometimes we do push. I've done it. Jesse, I've done it more than I would like to admit that I've done it where I've put my convictions on the people. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I was kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh man, you know, and I love it. Because it's like, if you don't have that conviction, you know, I, I think there's a care that happens at where, you know, it, it's, it's both. And, you know, because it's like, Paul talks about, Hey, you know, someone else's conviction doesn't determine my freedom, but at the same time, I would, I would like to be all things to all men. I I will gladly lay this thing down if it doesn't hurt, if that means not hurting their conscience. So it really is this like 
no one is safe. You know, like even the people, <laughs> the people who are super convicted about things and they're like, everybody needs to be this way. And then the people on the other side that are like, so often we see that in the, in the new Testament where it's like, it's both, you know, it's like, there's, it's both. And, and, so and so I think that that is really good because it, when you're really reading the scripture and you're really getting into it, you're realizing like, ah, oh man, no side, no side is safe. You know, like <laughs> this or that, you know, this person or that person, you know, I, I, and I, I, it's annoying sometimes, but at the same time, it, it keeps us all one. It keeps us all unified when we come to the scripture and we allow that to inform how we live. You know, it's like, it's so good. Yeah. It's yeah. almost as if we're not supposed to accuse one another. And it's almost as if there's one accuser. Mm -hmm. And if we come into that camp, we're probably in the wrong one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes but to that. But it's hard. It Accusation is, is low-hanging fruit. It's, oh, yeah. man, it's easy. It's so easy nowadays to get offended. Every single day I'm offended. Mm -hmm. I'm like, scroll, scroll. Oh, you're wrong. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is stupid. Oh, you know nothing. Oh, false yeah. prophet. And then uh -huh. I'm like, oh, dear Jesus, please help me, like help my mind, help my heart. Like, why is it so much easier to believe the worst in people than to believe the best in them? Yeah. Like, oh, it's the, I'm like, for me, I'm like, we really need like, we need revival. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do, Jesse. That's why you're here. So you and many others. So amen. Yeah. Okay, Jesse, I would love for you to pray for people as you feel led. And then we'll, we'll, we'll close this thing out. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. I, I don't really do this often, but I actually, I do feel like I have a few words for some of the people I saw in awesome. the chat. So cool. as we pray, I'm just going to call out their names and you could just let us know in the comments too, if it resonates, if it doesn't, that's fine. I, I always say like, obviously test every single word. Um, but as I was just looking at the comments and just seeing what people um, were writing and stuff, um, Rachel Smith, mm -hmm. um, I just felt like I saw your name popping up and I, you wrote in the comment, I, I just want to be honorable to the prophetic. So I know in the natural, you said, I love you, fam. Y'all have made me not feel so alone, but I actually felt like, um, I had a word for you and it's a little bit of a difficult word, but I feel like if you could embrace it, there's a lot of promise behind it for you. But Rachel, I feel like the Lord wanted me to tell you that, um, there is actually a shift coming for you where God's going to actually give you the resources, um, the time and the ability to actually be in the room with the people that um, inspire you and encourage you. And I actually believe that maybe for a season, you haven't been able to travel as much or even be in the places that you want to be. But I actually felt like the Lord was saying that, um, Rachel, he sees your hunger. And not only will you have this amazing community online that you have, and I don't even know what your church life looks like or any of that, but I actually did see you traveling and going on the plane um, getting to be in the midst of different different sessions and different trainings um, and it, it all being resourced, honestly, from heaven. And I felt like the Lord was saying that he's opening up those doors for you, um, not just so that you know in your mind that you're not alone, 
but you, you literally can feel like the embrace of people coming around you and cheering you on. And I actually felt like there was new friendships that were going to be formed in those travels and in those trips. And so Rachel, I just bless you right now. I pray right now that um, I feel like there's actually specifically there's like an event that you do want to go to and you're wondering like, how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? And I just right now just want to partner my faith with your faith and just say, Jesus, just make a way right now. And so I just want to encourage you when a resource comes in for that, um, it's not for a new couch. Um, it's not for new furniture in your house. The resource is for you to go on that trip that you're wanting to go on. And so you need to pre-arrange um, and plan out how much it's going to cost you, where you're going to stay, where you want to go. And then when the resource comes in, you know exactly what it's for. Mm -hmm. So I just bless you, Rachel. And then the last one that I saw here, there's someone, I think Eve, um, Eve M. Um, so I just felt like I heard the Lord say for you, Eve, that, um, I feel like you, you know, that you have the gift of discernment. But I actually felt like the Lord said that something happened in a situation where your gift of discernment got clouded. And I just feel like the Lord is actually wanting you to buy some books and resources. Um, there's specifically one book that's coming to mind um, by Becca Greenwood. And um, it's called Discerning the, the Spiritual Realm, I believe. Um, you can look it up. Look up Becca Greenwood, Discerning the Spirit Realm. I, I think it's called that. Um, but I actually felt like there were keys that the Lord wanted to give you in regards to discernment. And I just heard the Lord's, Lord say for you, Eve, um, and obviously test this, but um, you're not crazy, Eve. You, uh, you have really good discernment. And I don't know what happened really recently that kind of clouded that. But as you spend more time in God's presence, you'll see him rekindle that wow. gift. Um, and I, I know it feels for you like a struggle right now, but I promise it, it will come back. And the Lord really wants to um, to grow that in you. And and for everyone else that's watching right now um, or listening or maybe you're watching or listening later. Um, I just pray right now that every single word that I said over the territories hmm. um, and every place that you live, I pray. Oh, God, I pray right now. That it would not just be like, wow, that's so encouraging. That's so awesome. Cool. And it just is another prophetic word that falls to the ground. But I pray right now that the spirit of revelation, yes. that literally revelation, the power of the Holy Spirit, that that like dunamis, like revelation, like anointing power would come upon you. And that you would have eyes to see and ears to hear. And I pray right now that you would have the boldness to actually take a risk on the things that the Lord is showing you. And you would take a massive, massive leap to believe. And I've been saying this all week. I just keep hearing this word from the Lord. And I'm going to release this over you. That you literally right now in this season... You cannot afford in the spirit and monetarily. So I'm talking about your bank account right now. You cannot afford to be a skeptic mm -hmm. in this hour. You literally, your finances cannot afford 
to be a skeptic in this move of God, you need to take that like cloud the size of a man's hand and you need to put all, you need to muster up, stir up, steward that faith with everything that you have inside of you because your spiritual health, the anointing on your life, the ministry and calling on your life and your physical bank account and finances are dependent right now in this time and in this era on your belief. Mm. And so I just release faith over you right now in the name of Jesus. You have to believe God right now. You have to believe in the word spoken over your life. You cannot afford to not believe mm. in Jesus name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Eve and Rachel, those were great words. I like honestly, Rachel, I've interacted with Rachel more, but she's a huge encourager. Oh, so, awesome. And I can tell both of them were like totally blasted by those words. So awesome. Jesse, thank That's you so good. much. Seriously. It's oh, thank you, so, so great when you're on here. Uh, and we appreciate you taking time out outside of your very busy schedule to come pay us a visit. <laughs> oh, I love it. Talking to you and the whole team is my favorite. It's always so much fun and very free. To, like it's very free with you guys. Oh, good. That's what we want. So Jesse, how can people follow your ministry and what you're doing? Um, so our website is Saturate Global. Um, that's where we have our training center and our events. Um, and we, I think in the next few weeks, um, we're announcing our events for 2023. Um, so those will be coming out in the next few weeks. So you can sign up for the updates there. We have a training center that's launching in January um, in North Carolina. And that's an in-person training center and very intense, but you will learn a lot and experience a lot. Um, and then our personal ministry website is thegreens.co. Um, and you can go to thegreens.co and see um, just where we're traveling, where we're preaching, oh, yeah. where you can get resources. That, there it is. Yeah, right there. So, um, yeah, it's that's pretty much the two places. Then um, I'm on Instagram, pretty active on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so you can always give me a shout on there. And I am always I'll always reply. So, yeah. Well, there you go, everybody. And as of course, links are in the description. Jesse, thank you so much. You're the bee's knees. Yes. Thank you, yeah. Jeff. Love you guys. Yeah. So everybody, that's our show. Join us tomorrow, which is Friday, which I had to say out loud because it does not feel like tomorrow is Friday. Um, no. Tomorrow's Friday. Join us with Anna Kate. She's going to be back. We're going to be talking about heaven and all kinds of other great stuff. Um, and then also just a reminder to everybody to send your dreams to me one to two minute videos maximum so if you give me an eight minute video you're gonna have to record it or i'm not gonna watch it so because i got time and I, I it takes time so uh one to two minute video send it to contact at elijahfire.com that is contact at elijahfire.com and i'd love to see can't wait to see all those all those dreams you guys uh and then also there's a donation link at the end elijahfire.com donate we really appreciate any and all donations even if it's five bones we appreciate it you guys that keeps all of this running and keeps it free. And that's what we want. So be blessed, you guys. We will see you tomorrow with Anna Kate at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you then. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. 
For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.